1: With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Ah, uh, Yes, indeed. Very good evening to you. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Uh, score one in four chance to win the Monopolies game at Macca's. Just double check that uh, credit. Uh, all thanks to Macca's that we are here for on the Macca's Run, clearly. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to give us a call to have your say on the news of the day uh, on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. You can text in at any time too. Temper forty Winks text line. Consumer choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. Well, it is like Christmas Eve, isn't it? It is Finals Eve. We had to wait a week. Uh, It dragged it out just a little, uh, but it's just one more sleep until the greatest time of the year, and that is footy finals team. We've been through a 23-round season, one of the best seasons in recent memories, and the entertainment era is finally springing to life again. We've had some brilliant performances, both individual and team. There's some incredible storylines coming into finals. There's some great narratives. Um, there are players under pressure. There are teams under pressure. There are teams that feel like they've got nothing to lose. The stage is set, hopefully, for a phenomenal final series. I spoke last night about being a little worried, about being a little trepidatious, about thinking, should I get my hopes up, given that since the pre-finals by era... Only six games out of the 24 in the first week have been a two-goal or under margin, so we haven't really got great games. There haven't really been close games. There's been a lot of blowouts. There's been a lot of dull and sort of, well, let's just call it boring uh, finals. But I did say by the end of that little spiel that I believe given that the way that footy has changed this year, given that we are entering a new entertainment era where teams are looking to take the game on, uh, to run, to score, Um, to excite, um, to get their fans up off their chairs and up off their seats, uh, to actually go out and win games of football, not just go out there and try not to lose games of footy. I've got confidence. I feel like we could look back at this final series and go, wow, how about that? How about those games? You didn't want to miss one, and you'll go back and watch him on replay, even if you saw every single minute of it. So there is a heap to get through. We're going to speak to a guy, and I don't know if we could be any better placed uh, with our expert that we're going to speak to tonight at 6.30. He's won four premierships himself. He's uh, been announced this week as the Toyota 2022 Premiership Cup Tour Ambassador. He's going to take the Premiership Cup all through regional Victoria. A Warner boy himself. Jordan Lewis is going to be on after 6.30. So we'll go through all the teams with him. We'll talk about the Cup Tour. We'll talk about what this time of the year means and and the mental side of it and who he thinks is best placed um, to achieve greatness this year from a, a team point of view and from a player point of view. As well. In the meantime, your say on the news of the day one 736 or zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen the Harcourts open line your move your Harcourts and at this time of year too you don't want to be anywhere other than Sen because we have the biggest names the best analysts to get you ready to give you all the information that you need um, so we're going to take you through what's been said today. And also take you through to Clubland, too, because there was three coaching press conferences today. Uh, Chris Fagan spoke, Damien Hardwick, uh, John Longmire as well. Uh, So why don't we just start rolling through? It all gets going tomorrow night, uh, of course. The first game of this final series, Brisbane, Richmond, Thursday night. You'll hear it here on SEN. Jerry Waitley, Anthony Hudson and Leon Cameron. Last time these two teams met as a seven-point Tigers win, despite the Lions having a six-goal break at the half, The Tigers are 10-goal to three, second half. These two teams have met now in three out of the last four final series. Brisbane, though, despite Richmond being a bogey team, have won both their last two games against the Tigers at the Gabba, and that will hold them in in great stead. Um, Let's just go through Chris Fagan today speaking about combating Richmond's forward line, forward lines in general, and a few of their selection issues. This is Fags today at the Gabba. You
3: know, the first thing is you've got to try and win the... The, uh, the contestant ball uh, battle—that's always very important. Uh, you've got to set up your team defence uh, really well, and the other thing you've got to do is concentrate yourself on scoring. And we're pretty good at that ourselves too. I think we might be second to them, just, yep. and they might have only just passed us in the last home and away game. So we've got a similar threat for them as, as they have from us. Darcy Wilmot? Is he playing tomorrow night? Uh we've got to we've got to make that decision. We've, we had to have a look at Cal Archie last week because he missed a few weeks with the concussion. He played three quarters in the reserves and got through and played pretty well. So it'll come down to a decision between those two boys uh, which we'll make later on this afternoon. Are you, Chris, uh, are you like throwing a guy a debut in this
1: elimination game? You've
3: shown with your hand before like London played in that
1: Collingwood
3: game. You're not afraid to do it, but if he does play tomorrow night, he seems like the kind of kid he would not be afraid to play in this game tomorrow night. Yeah, oh, well, that's hard to say until they turn up and actually have to play, if he, if he is selected. Um, but, he, but he does give that sort of sense, doesn't he, that if you know him, he's pretty uh, happy-go-lucky, take everything in his stride sort of a guy. So uh, um, I'm sure if he does get that chance that uh, he'll, he'll play in that manner. As I said, we'll just just see which way we go. It's a big call to bring a young fellow into a final, but uh, you know his form's been really really good, and uh, equally as good as Cal's. So um, it'll be a, an interesting interesting to see how we which way we go. The same who, way. who places can? Sorry,
0: who who places can?
3: Rainer. Well, the oh, team will come out tonight, mate. I'm not I'm not giving away the, the team right now. It, it, Every minute counts in this game. <laughs> I, I don't I want Damien Harvard to know what our team is until he absolutely has to know it. And I reckon he's pretty much the same with us.
1: Chris Fagan earlier today, a little bit of ducks and drakes, but it has just come uh, via the Brisbane Lions social media page about five minutes ago that Darcy Wilmot will become the first Brisbane Lion to make their AFL debut in finals. So that is, well, what, what a time to debut uh, Darcy Wilmot um, I'm going to get some info on him when I can uh, just to tell you a little bit more about uh, who Darcy is he was their first pick actually in last year's draft um, he would have probably made his debut earlier if it hadn't been for COVID-19 through suspension uh, as well he's 18 years of age um, yeah, what a, what a time to be alive. Um, so congratulations to Darcy. That's phenomenal. We might have been trying to find the video of when that would have been announced because I'm sure all the boys would have got around him. Uh, and then him calling his mum, which is always that beautiful, um, beautiful moment that we get to see. Uh, it's, it's something that the footy clubs do brilliantly. Uh, so that is a big selection uh, story for the Lions where the debutant is going to take the field in his first ever game. Michael Whiting was onto that, uh, by the way, from afl.com.au as early as Monday. Uh, from a Tigers point of view, once the team's come out too, I will let you know. From a Tigers point of view, Damien Hardwick spoke today and confirmed this. Did we'll Dusty do enough <laughs> in the
4: last half hour? Yeah, he did. Look, from our point of view, it was really hard yesterday because we hadn't spoken to players that had gone out. So he's a, he's a certain starter. You know, he did everything we've asked. Um, it's been a little bit of a delay prep, but he's turned the corner the last three weeks as we've spoken about, so we can't wait for him to... To play, uh, what impact we we get, we're not too sure. What we do know is a very good player. So anything we get from him from a spiritual level will be really, really important, but everything on field will be a bonus for us. But uh, we're looking forward to him, you know, playing since the first time since a while ago.
1: And he also confirmed where Dusty will play.
4: Oh, he'll be predominantly forward um, you know, with the, the work that he's got under his belt. He's not quite to the AFL midfield level. But once again, I'd love to sit there and say where he'll play. He puts himself where he needs to be. And at the end of the day, that's what we want our great players to do.
1: David King made us aware that over the last five years, uh, the AFL player ratings have Dustin Martin as obviously, and you wouldn't, uh, there'd be no prizes if you were asked that question. As the number one ranked finals player over the last five years uh, from the AFL player ratings, Luke Hodge spoke about the daunting sight that is Dusty Martin coming into the forward line.
0: Trust me, speaking from experience, there's no more daunting sign than a, a finals game. Lights on at the Gabba, full pack crowd, and you're standing down there... At- centre-half back and you see Dusty walking towards you. And at the end of the game, you walk away and he's got six goals and they've won convincingly. So I felt that firsthand, but, um, look, fingers crossed for uh, the Brisbane people up here that, that the Lions have learnt a little bit from, uh, from a few big games and obviously they've had a few lessons dealt to in the last few weeks.
1: Luke Hodge today, and just this game uh, in and of itself is a fascinating one. The two best scoring teams in the competition, yet 10th and 9th defensively Two of the best ball movement teams in the competition. The Lions are the number one coast-to-coast team. Lions midfield's pressure um, has been non-existent since they were 8-1 and one earlier in the year, which puts a heap of pressure on their defence. Lions are the better clearance team, but the Tigers are the number one points from turnover team. Uh, them and Geelong are the two best in the caper at that uh, Tigers, especially in the back half of the year. Dusty's inclusion in that forward line is really going to stretch them so no uh, Marcus Adams who we learnt about that earlier in the week so does Darcy Gardner go to Dusty as he has done before, does he go to Jack Rewald? Jackson Payne, does he uh, get a job on Jack Rewald? do they try and play him on Dusty because he's a lot faster than you'd think Jackson Payne, so do they maybe try and swing it around and pull a little surprise there, will it be... um, Will, will it be Kitty Coleman going to Shea Bolton again? Um, or is it Cal Archie? Or does Brandon Starcevich take Dusty? Uh, Noah Cumberland's bobbed up and kicked goals. And uh, it'll be a special game for him too, given he won a kneeful a, a premiership with the Lions 2 side as well for Noah Cumberland. So this is a very, very hard game to tip. Tim Watson spoke about the pressure that the Lions are under earlier today. Chris Fagan, he looks tense. He looks like he is
0: on edge.
2: Well, and I, as I bloody, said to you earlier this the morning... The dog got out on the ground.
0: Well, the dog did get out on the ground, but that wouldn't be enough necessarily to 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 send him around the twist. But I would think that he is on edge. He yeah. looks like he's on edge, and I think that that can be transferred to the so players. I think that's a bad thing? No, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing I think that it's, they're it's, on edge. Right, I, see I think it's a really good thing that Brisbane are on edge. And I think they're going to be very, very tough to play against in this first final because of that. Right. They've had a lot of negativity thrown at them, the Brisbane Lions, you know, from former players. You know, John O'Brien's been hard on them about the fact that, you know, they've been a little bit soft at the ball and that type of thing. He I mean that he's is embarrassed. But he's embarrassed to be a Brisbane Lions supporter. But that gets under the skin of players, particularly somebody who played for the club in the way that he played for the club.
1: Tim Watson, Gary and Tim earlier today SEN.com.au, of course to hear the full show and if you missed Hodgie's chat uh, with Jared make sure that you get on to SEN.com.au. um Justin Long uh, John Longmire uh, we'll get to Justin Longmire Justin uh, John Longmire spoke a little earlier today too Friday night Melbourne Sydney Jared Hutto Jared Healy, Derm will be the commentary team on SEN to take you through that. The last time these two teams met the MCG round 12, Sydney by 12 points. Melbourne led by 13 points early in the last. And then the Swans kicked the last four goals um, in the game. So Melbourne, number one ranked defence versus Sydney, the number four ranked defence. Melbourne, the number six ranked offence up against Sydney, the number four ranked offence. Ford connectivity issues are an issue still for melbourne despite the win against brisbane um it was a bit of a soft kill that night i reckon um the lions were as out of form as i think we've ever seen them in the last within the fagan era really since they started becoming a finals team in the fagan era anyway their forward half pressure is low they're ranked 16th in the comp for pressure as it is the swans are the number one pressure team in the comp melbourne though are the number one contested possession differential side and the Swans are number three for points from turnover and they are the number one ball movement team in the comps. So this is going to be an enthralling battle. Swans have won seven out of the last eight against Melbourne at the MCG. So the MCG doesn't scare them and it holds no fear for them. And I think even less so given the way that they move the ball now um, and the way that they transition the footy. The wider spaces, I don't think, bother them at all. Um, this is probably going to be, I think this could end up being the best final uh, of all. John, uh, John Longmire spoke today um, about whether or not it was unfinished business from last year. Uh, I'm not sure about
0: unfinished business. Every year is a different year. Um, uh, we we uh, didn't get it done last year, obviously, even though we, we had the opportunity to turn the last quarter, but that's that's past now, and and we look we look very much forward. Um, we've given ourselves an opportunity to finish in the top four. We play a quality team on their home deck, and that's where all our focus is. We're looking at Melbourne and what we can do with them. It's, you know, has been moved on from last
1: year. Uh, from a Melbourne point of view, Jack Viney spoke yesterday and their issue in close games. Melbourne has reared its head a few times this year. They've been able to be run down multiple occasions this season, twice by uh, Collingwood, as we know, the last time they played Sydney, as we just pointed out. Uh, Jack Viney spoke to that yesterday.
4: Yeah. You know, we've, we've found ourselves in really close games. Um, you know, all, all season, you know, particularly the back end of the season. So I feel like, you know, three-quarter time if we're up or, or down, the game's really in the balance. Um, we're we're going to stay pretty calm and um, collected. We, we understand what uh, what we need to do to, to get us over the line. So I think that's been, you know, one of the, I suppose, pleasing things over the last month is we've found ourselves in positions where we've played really well but also been in, in, in close games and we've had to... Um, you know, dig deep and, and find ways of of um, you know securing the win.
1: Jack Viner yesterday in his presser for Melbourne. As we go to the break, uh, this is John Longmire about embracing the final spotlight for this young Swans side. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. We acknowledge it. It's um, you know, I said to the players after our last home and away game. Um, you know, we've got our spot on the starting grid in uh, in the final series again. Fantastic stuff. We acknowledge that. We acknowledge it's going to be a huge crowd. We play Melbourne on their home deck. It's finals footy. Um, that, that's about embracing that, it's it's the facts. And so, um, uh, don't shy away from it. Um, it is it is what it is. Enjoy the moment. Um, enjoying the moment also means uh, what you know works for you, and that's you know getting back to our process. Um, and but there are significant amounts of. Of um, advantages in doing that, um, but it's also acknowledging that you know this is where you want to be at this time of the year. You want to be giving yourself a chance to play in finals footy, and, and we get that opportunity this Friday.
1: John Longmire, so there's the first two games: Brisbane, Richmond, Thursday night; Melbourne, Sydney, Friday night. And what's been said uh, in and out of the camps and around those games throughout the day today? Is there another? chapter to be written in the book of Buddy that would see him just take September by the scruff of the neck. Uh, All the talk about him being a spent force. Will he still be at the Swans next year? Sam Edmund today saying that he's either going to be at the Swans or retire. So gee, should we be revelling in the fact that if he does make that choice to retire we're in the final stages of what's been one of the greatest careers and one of the all-time greatest entertainers and players in the history of the game. So is there another Few additions to the highlight reel. There are a few more moments uh, just to add to the legacy uh, of Buddy Franklin. Uh, just for mine, my tips I think the Lions get it done at home in the first game, and I think the Swans give an upset to Melbourne uh, at the G. They've got the double chance Melbourne, but I really think the Swans are cherry ripe there. They have fixed every statistical issue that they had throughout the course of the year. And as Jonathan Brown said, their game is made for finals. And I think they can actually beat Melbourne again uh, at the MCG on Friday night. one 736 736 Got a bit to go through from the other two games as well. We'll do that after this on the Macca's Run.
2: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Yeah, I'd just like to thank uh, everyone
4: in this room, coaches, uh, teammates, um, just always pushing me from being my mentor as well, um, just everyone in this room specifically, uh, family, mates of course, um, yeah just helping me go on the journey that I've been through and um, that means a lot that uh, I can have this opportunity with you boys and go out there and play with you and um, couldn't imagine anyone else so.
1: That's Darcy Wilmot, taken in last year's draft for the Brisbane Lions, the first line to debut in a final. He will take the field tomorrow night at the Gabba for the Lions and the Tigers. Uh, before we get into some more audio, Craig McRae spoke uh, earlier today and go through the other couple of games of the finals round. Martin's in Glebe, wants to talk D's. G'day, Martin.
2: Oh, g'day. Um, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, look, uh, similar to last year, the D's are, are really up and running now, and uh, the, I can hear the engine room. Uh, uh, tuning up, the big turbines are getting ready, and Choco and uh, the boys are pouring that fuel Kero into the engine room. And look, they'll be too good for the Swans. the The young boys are going to be good. They're too uh, haven't had enough finals experience, but they'll be good. Um, Collingwood, um, yes, they've won a lot of games thanks to the umpires, and the umpires give them all the free kicks.
1: They've had oh, them for years. Martin, that's rubbish. That's absolute so rubbish. But keep going.
2: Look, the, um, I'll put the uh, whistle away So Collingwood (laughs) will be in trouble there And it's September and the Collywobbles are coming out But um, as for Geelong Well the old boys, they're all injured And um, they're they're all coming back Very well all all year And they're there to make up the numbers And uh, they're in finals every year But as the D's know No no point in being in the finals If you're not going to win it We've waited 57 years, we're there And we go bang, we'll go bang again And next year, um, three in a row
1: beautiful love the parochialism martin and i appreciate the call um i don't agree that i don't know what world we're living in when you think that collingwood get the rub of the green with free kicks but no uh, we all see it in different ways and that's the beautiful thing about our great game hey the t uh, the d's the d the teams are in uh so thursday night for tomorrow night so um Cam Rainer out for suspension jared lyons has uh, out with a groin injury as well. So that's a, a big issue in the engine room for Brisbane. Noel Answorth is out with suspension. So we spoke about Darcy Wilmot will make his debut. Dev Robertson uh, will come back in to the Brisbane side. And Mitch Robinson was the sub, So wait, uh, we await to see whether he will be that again. For the Tigers, this is massive. I am stunned about what I'm about to read. Shane Edwards has been omitted. One of the greatest Tigers ever. Recent 300 game of the fifth to ever do it. Has played big moments in the biggest games. He's polled Norm Smith medal votes in two of the premierships. If Unless this is a mistake, Shane Edwards has been omitted for the Tigers. Dustin Martin in and Castagna was the medical sub. That is extraordinary. I am... I'm stunned. I am absolutely stunned by that. Unless that has been discussed during the week as a possibility, um, I did not see that on the table at all. So no Shane Edwards uh, for tomorrow night's clash. Very few things have my jaw hitting the floor in footy anymore. That certainly has. So those are the teams, uh, and I'll uh, take you through any other news that comes through from a team point of view as we work through this evening but uh coming up after the break uh paul and clyde um joe in rovill i'll get to you in just a minute and then jordan lewis the 2022 toyota premiership cup uh regional uh ambassador the tour ambassador will be our special guest, and we'll go through a couple of the finals uh, with him. And, of course, the big news today, uh, the worst-kept secret in golf that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman have signed with the Live Tour and the reaction to that uh, from across the day as well. Still a heap to get through on the Macca's Run. Stick around. It's all thanks to Macca's Score a one-in-four chance in the Winner Monopolies game today.
2: Welcome to
1: the
4: Macca's Run with Sam Hargrave. Uh, I try not to think too much about the consequence like that will be what it will be. We understand. Should we lose the game, where we're at, we've earned the right to to have another crack if we don't get it done. But for us, it's been preparing to perform. Hopefully, there's eighty to ninety thousand MCG. I mean, you couldn't if you're writing a script. That's what you you know. That's what you're hoping for, uh, and we can't wait.
1: Paddy Dangerfield on finals expectations, and I think we all agree that we, uh, we all can't wait. Shane Edwards dropped. I'm being told uh, he's been the medical sub a couple of times, which he has. Gone back and had a look at that, and maybe I did overreact. It just stunned me to see Shane Edwards omitted, but as I take time to calm down and just put myself in check, um, given that Dusty's going to go in under a little bit of a cloud, uh, first game back since round 16, I reckon it is, then maybe he is the perfect person to come on and replace him if they do have to sub him. Out uh, of the game. Uh, just quickly, uh, Paul and Clyde. Hello, mate.
4: Evening, Sammy. There you go. Love the show, mate. Thank you, mate. Just uh, calling, calling regarding the uh, last call of Martin. Out of the 22 games we played, Collingwood have won the free kick count five times. Let them keep underestimating it all year. <laughs> Hopefully Melbourne go out in straight sets. Martin.
1: Martin can catch the end of the Hossam awesome season. <laughs> there we go. I love the banter already. Shots being fired. It is brilliant. Uh, Well, as we know, on the eve of finals, there is no better time of the year. I think we're all feeling like it is the night before Christmas because it is the night before finals. The Premiership Cup is out on the road. Uh, The ambassador for regional Victoria was announced during the week too. The uh, Premiership Cup tour ambassador for Toyota. And when you're picking a Premiership Cup ambassador, next year's one I think you're going to have to really step up to the mark because when this year's Premiership Cup ambassador for the tour of the Premiership Cup has four premierships next to their name. That's going to be very tough to beat for whoever gets that honour next year. I speak, of course, of the 319 game of Hawks, D's, but four flags with the Hawks. Uh, Jordan Lewis, hello, mate.
4: Hey, Sammy. Uh, as always, you're too kind, but uh, I appreciate those words. And, yeah, it's nice to be reacquainted, although it wasn't a premiership cup that I was involved in, but it's nice to be reacquainted with a beautiful piece of silverware.
1: When you look at that cup... What's the first thing that, 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 that jumps into your mind? Uh,
4: sitting at the back of the bus once the grand final is done and dusted, pouring a, a nice cold ale into the cup and having a sip and sharing it around. That's really the first memory that comes to mind when I see uh, a Premiership Cup. And, uh, yeah, I know it's a, a pretty basic sort of one, but that was the first thing once I went and did the launch the other day. That was the first memory that came to mind.
1: So in that moment, and you've had, you've had four chances to live that moment, is there much being said at that point? So you're at the back of the bus, the whole team are there, you've got a drink in there, you pass it around. Is there much being said or is it really just a, a moment in time that you savour in almost silence but, but just together?
4: Well, I think it's a moment of reflection because once, once the grand final's over and done with and it's pretty hectic, inside the room so really the first moment that you get a chance to relax and, and have a conversation without any external people around that is probably on the bus when you wait for a few players to complete their their drug samples and, and then knowing that you're, you're on the way to Crank Casino where you've got 1500 people that are once again waiting for you to see the, the Premiership Cup, to see the Premiership Bedellians so it really is that the only moment of, of peace and quiet with with the team that is on the on the bus on the way from the ground to the to the aftermatch function that you get a chance to reflect on the day uh, and also save the moment with the Premiership Cup on board.
1: So the tour itself, you're going to be uh, responsible for the regional Victoria leg, and from one regional Victoria to another, it's incredibly important that um, the people in those places just get that, just touch and feel of, of what it's all about. For you, what's the most important part of taking the Cup out uh, to the heartland of footy, the country?
4: Yeah, I think when they asked me to do it and you see the, the map on, on where the Premiership Cup is going and uh, and then you see little regional Victoria towns that uh, are really resemble where, where I came from and where you came from and, and we never got the chance to see the Cup up close and personal. It was always players that would come back and do clinics and that was really the connection to the city the connection to the big smoke the connection to AFL football because as a kid growing up I felt like I was miles away from um, from Melbourne itself so to get that that uh, tangible I suppose thing that you can touch and feel or be, you won't be able to touch and feel too much they they protect it quite well these days <laughs> but to see it in the flesh it's, it's, it's quite intimidating to be honest and I liken it to to a racehorse as well when you see a racehorse up close and personal especially a good one it's intimidating they don't have to talk to you but you just feel its presence and I think that's what the Premiership Cup does so taking it around Australia uh, to remote communities regional towns maybe that'll just spark a young boy or a young girl to to take up the game and, and maybe one day reach the highest level
1: uh, that's what it's all about, really. Uh, in Sydney at the moment and then to Queensland and, and then you will uh, just take it under your wing and uh, take it uh, to the people of country Victoria, which is going to be really exciting. So if you head to the AFL website, you can follow the journey of the Cup and, uh, and find out where it's going to be uh, close uh, to you if you're listening at the moment in one of the regional areas. So make sure you do check that out and don't miss the opportunity to get up close and personal to the Cup and to Jordan Lewis uh, himself. Uh, Louis, this time of the year... And you've been on the EVA finals before, you know what it took to get here, Um, and you know, in hindsight, what it takes to to go to the ultimate part – uh, of the finals uh, and to win a grand final. When you look at the eight teams uh, that are about to start their their finals journey at the moment, is there a team that stands out to you as being in that place where you've been before, where you know you're primed, you know you're ready, uh, and you know that uh, it's it's right there in front of you if you just want to reach out and grab it? Who do you think's best placed?
4: Oh, I think you know if I was to to select a few sides, I'd, I'd say. Melbourne and Geelong purely on the fact that they've been here before, they've they've tasted the ultimate success. I think the last few years, Geelong in particular, have learnt some really good lessons, uh, and and it seems like they've timed their run a little bit better this year. They've uh, passed the responsibility to a lot a lot more players than what they probably have in the past, so there isn't that reliance, that heavy burden coming into the final series on a. On a Joel Selwood, not that it would worry him, but uh, you know Patrick Dangerfield, and and you could see that it was it was weighing them down a little bit, especially over the, the previous years when they haven't been quite successful. So I just watched them. I watched the way they play and the way that they've really shared the load. They they look for me really ready for the challenge. Um, and then Melbourne, I mean, you only have to look back at last week's match against Brisbane and how they they can just smell the finals around the corner and how they prepare and. So experience, there are always going to be sides to pop up and that side might be Sydney, but uh, I think Melbourne and Geelong right now are really well-placed.
1: And from an individual point of view, you've seen people do incredibly special things in September and it's where reputations... A made uh, as we know, you've been there for Hodgie to, to join a very, very rare group of people that have won two Norm Smith medals. Uh, you've seen what Cyril's done in September. You've seen, you've probably watched replays of yourself and what you've done in September, whether it be Brian Lake or, or Josh Gibson or Sam Mitchell or any of those guys. Is there a player that you think is going to take their game to another level this September? Is there a player you think is just going to rip this open, uh, and already might have one hand around a Garriere's medal? Or a Norm Smith?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's plenty. Um, I'd probably look at a player like Jeremy Cameron, mm. uh, who's had a, a fantastic season, clearly enjoying his football after having a really solid preseason. It wasn't wasn't as interrupted as, as last year, um, and I just feel like he's that type of player that um, can really grab the finals by the throat and just tear it apart. And uh, he's a difficult matchup, clearly, but. Yeah, he, he seems to me like a player that's just chomping at the bit, ready to go, uh, and probably can't wait to get out there on Saturday afternoon.
1: All right, we've got to get a tip for you before we let you go. Uh, Tomorrow night, it all starts at the Gabba. Brisbane Lions, they're 1-6 in finals in the Faganier. It's the third time in four years that the Lions and the Tigers have played each other in a final. And for the Tigers, they're just looking to do what Geelong couldn't, Brisbane, uh, Brisbane couldn't, Geelong couldn't, Hawthorne couldn't, and that's to get that fourth flag in that dynasty, and they're just hanging on, hanging on, um, how do you see this one playing out? And I suppose the sub-question to that is, do you Dusty or do you not Dusty? Because there's a big question, Mark. It looks like he'll play, but do you roll the dice and take the risk with the best finals player of all time?
4: Oh, 100%. Without knowing any medical history or how he's, how he's been going on the training track, you just, just plonk him at full forward and say, don't move out of the square. Yes. Uh, he's a, an absolute threat in any game, whether he's 50% fit or 100% fit. Uh, I like Richmond in this game I, I just think um, once again a little bit like what we said about Brisbane and uh, sorry Melbourne and Geelong they they just understand what, what, what it takes at this time of the year um, Brisbane have, have let a lot of people down at certain stages throughout the course of the year where we thought they were going to overcome that uh, that question mark about toughness and, and really trying to just grit out a win uh, and then they just you know, they sort of fall at the last hurdle and I think this is a a massive challenge. You think Geelong have got some mental battles coming against the, coming into a final series. Brisbane are, are just as much in that um, phase of mind, or that you know, that really uh, overcoming demons than, than Geelong and what to do it at home in a do-or-die final against a hungry Richmond. Uh, I'm going Richmond with this
1: one. Melbourne and the Swans Friday night. I don't even know if we've seen the best of Melbourne. This year, maybe it was against Brisbane, but Brisbane seemed to be a bit off. And the Swans, I reckon, have fixed just about every statistical concern that we had about them. They look cherry ripe in every facet of the game. Are they ready though? And is there a chance for the Book of Buddy to write another chapter and do something incredibly memorable um, in in a, in a final series?
4: Oh, it, I mean, I just think this game is it just. Um, I'll go along, I'll go with some friends some really nervous Melbourne supporters um, but it's just building to be a really entertaining match. You're right you've got a a Sydney side who have probably questioned internally and externally about maybe their hardness and their ability to to get the bulk of what has been their brand um, back on show but certainly the last month, the last five weeks that has been absolutely first class. Um, And then just to have the firepower, a Heaney and a Franklin and Warner in the middle, Parker playing some good football. Um, they they look like they're really well structured throughout the ground. So this is going to be a really tough task. So I think Melbourne just, but I mean I don't think anyone would be surprised if Sydney got over the line.
1: Cats pies. Cats have got qualifying finals quivers. Um, I think it's one out of seven. Um, or one out of the last eight. Uh, the Pies party, can that keep going? And danger's probably another one that he, if he feels destined to toss of the coin, is danger going to be in that conversation, one of the greatest players to never win one? Or is it going to be just worth that wait and it'll come late, even though he's probably still got a few good years uh, left in him?
4: Well, you think about Shane Crawford. I mean, it was his last game. That's a great, that's a great
1: comparison. Uh, yeah. And what a,
4: what a way to go out. We, we un- yeah, we, we, understand. Paddy's got a little bit more footy le- left in him, but I just feel like it's a different, a different Geelong side. Having watched them quite closely this year, and just the way they've been able to manage players has been something that you couldn't necessarily say about Geelong previously. So. Um, no doubt it's going to be a tough task coming up against Collingwood. Collingwood are just high on confidence at the moment through the season they've had. That provides some headaches through you from the way that they move the ball, the way that they defend. But I think the, um, the consistency of what Geelong have been able to do, um, the firepower that they have up forward, in particular Hawkins and, and Cameron, um, I think would just be a little bit too strong for Collingwood.
1: And the Dockers and the Dong uh, and the Dogs to close it out. So, no five for Freeman or no Liber, which is massive uh, for the Western Bulldogs. The Dockers, well, their biggest query is can they defend their way to a Premiership? Because they aren't getting it done in attack. Uh, they rank so low in that stat. And on the flip side of that, the Dogs can't not defend their way. Uh, to a to a premiership or, or to further into the finals so they're almost the the opposite sides of the coin both these two teams how do you see it going well i'm not too
4: sure sh- i mean i'm hearing that weather might play a play a part it's been you know it has been or will dump over there in terms of the the rain so i think what we saw round 21 when these two sides play each other i don't think we'll see again we'll see a A Western Bulldogs side that will defend a little bit differently. Fremantle just play with them in terms of ball in hand able to take a ridiculous amount of uncontested marks and really just pick them apart. And it was only late where they came home with a flurry of goals that made it look like a fairly decent margin. Um, But I think they'll go over to the West Uh, they'll have a different mindset in the way that they'll defend. Really really tough task. If it's going to be wet weather you want Liberatore in there. He's clearly out so that really hurts. Um, so Once again at times the, the Bulldogs have looked down and out They did what they needed to do against Hawthorne Got the win and got themselves a spot In the finals but I just think Fremantle over there uh, I think would just be A little bit too strong
1: and I can't let you go, Jordan Lewis, without just throwing a, just a question up at you and you can decide whether this has any relevance to you and anything else you might be doing at the moment, but just one off the top of my head. How much say should players have in who coaches their football club uh, and who the incoming coach should be?
4: <laughs> um, I
1: mean, I, I was quite lucky
4: when, when I was playing only to have, I mean, one coach at Hawthorne and, and one coach at, at Melbourne, so... I was really in a position where we were never consulted. We were always consulted on players that we brought in, but never never coaching staff. You really do put um, your trust in those that are making the decision for you. I still think they can have unofficial conversations about, you know, what the playing group might need, uh, you know, what the senior leadership group think the playing group might need. I don't think those conversations can hurt. But in terms of the final decision, I think the final decision... Has to land with uh, people with um, people with experience, but also people that might have a little bit of an objective view on who they think could coach A side at p- a particular time.
1: All right, so I'm going to just ro- roll with a headline. Jordan Lewis says that Essendon players will not be consulted and he will not be listening to them, uh, mate. No, I'm kidding, of course. When is your first meeting? <laughs> when is your first meeting of the new of the committee to to, to start going through the selection process?
4: uh we get all the information tomorrow so uh i'll speak to to josh marty tomorrow and then all the timeline and and meeting times and everything will be laid out then so uh yeah which is exciting you know to get a a bit of a feel on how how it all flows and how it all works and then you know get our teeth stuck into it
1: well there's a lot of hats that you're wearing these days my friend you deserve to be wearing every single one of them uh now coaching consultant uh four-time premiership star your service will be uh, well and truly in demand this time of the year and all the speaking circuits uh, you're doing a brilliant job with fox and of course uh, the uh toyota 2022 premiership cup tour ambassador through regional victoria which is why we're chatting to you tonight mate thanks so much for your time always great catching up and we'll speak to you soon no
4: worries sammy appreciate the time good to talk
1: uh, score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. A couple other things kicking around today. Of course, the biggest story in sport, the best kept, the worst kept secret in golf, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman officially announced overnight as heading to the Live Tour. They'll play the Boston event coming up. And uh, Evan Priest spoke from uh, Golfers Digest spoke to Gerard Waitley earlier today and confirmed that there will be at least one Live event in Australia next year. It will be in Sydney. So uh, there's so much fodder to discuss there, and we'll do so again next week on Off the TV from 8 o'clock on Tuesday night with Nick Ahern. Uh, The US Open today wins for the Aussies. Jason Kubler, Exi Popperin, James Duckworth beat Aussie Chris O'Connell. Losses to Jamie Foulis and uh, and Rinji Hidji-Kata lost to Rafa Nadal after claiming the first set. Uh, Came from nowhere. I had never heard uh, with all due respect of Rinji, but uh, we'll remember that name. And Australia beat uh, Zimbabwe by eight wickets, three to Zampa and Stark and a 47 not out to Smith. For me... Lions, Swans, Cats, Frio. They're my tips. Enjoy. Finals is here and we cannot wait for it.
2: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au.
1: Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. All thanks to McDonald's. Backers, Together and
2: loving it. TNCs apply.